Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's a Friday, and you know what that means. Takes on takes here on the Prospects and Props podcast. Chris Schuber, Jamie, Jamie Eisner here with you once again on the show. Hope everyone's having a great start to their Friday. Looking forward to the weekend. We look forward to this show every week. Takes on takes is always a fun mental blender that we put ourselves in. And Jamie, before we get into takes on takes, and we have one take that is relevant to this. Felt like we should probably start with start the show with the news that broke since the last show that we've recorded together, uh, and that being that the Vikings do plan on releasing Dalvin Cook as early as today. They plan on doing so if they can't get a trade done, saving themselves about $9 million against the cap, thereby ending Dalvin Cook's tenure here uh, in Minnesota. And I think the obvious place to start here is discussing potential landing spots for Dalvin Cook and what that looks like. I know the Dolphins are the favorites. I think at like plus 200 or plus 300, I think is what. Plus I've 100, I saw. Oh, okay. Then the place. odds have changed since one the last to one. time that I've seen. Yes. Yeah, okay. They'll, there's, uh, they are considered the favorites to land him. He posted a picture on his Instagram of him at uh, the stadium down there in Miami Garden. So Celebrating, yeah. A lot of a lot of signs point us in that direction, but maybe they're not the only landing spot in your mind. Yeah, I, I mean, they're, they're the most obvious one that's been talked about a lot uh, based on reporting over these last several weeks. Uh, the Dolphins and the Broncos were the two teams that showed the most interest in Dalvin Cook pre-draft and have been kind of sticking around the conversation uh, around him post-draft. Now, uh, obviously, the the there was something that happened that gave the Dolphins a little bit of cold feet uh, to, to not trade for him prior to the draft. They end up going into the draft, spending one of the picks on Devin A-Chain. Uh, I still think that they would make a lot of sense here. Uh, I like Raheem Mostert a lot, but uh, I understand their concerns about Mostert's injury history, Jeff Wilson's injury history. And again, I'm not sure it's going to make them demonstratively better if everybody is healthy, but as injury insurance, as we talked about, uh, a, I think, maybe even back on Monday show when we did the news and notes where we we've kind of known this was coming. Uh, that's kind of where I landed on it. I think Denver makes a lot of sense. Uh, Javante Williams's knee injury is a, was a bad one. Yeah. It involved multiple ligaments and multiple elements that I don't think he's going to be back right away. I think he's probably starts the year on pup, which is going to leave really Samaj P Ryan as the guy that's going to shoulder the load there in Denver. But ultimately there's a lot of things going in Miami's case here. They're, they're a Super Bowl contender, they're his home, they're his hometown ish. Um, also, let's be quite honest. This, there's no state tax, so if he's going to sign for less money, he's going to get more of his less money in Miami than he would in what's in Denver, for example. So, uh, I do expect him to land in Denver, but or excuse me, I do expect him to land in Miami. But I do think you keep an eye out for Denver and a couple of these other teams. But on the other side of the equation, it's the Alexander Madison show. Uh, in Minnesota, and I know he has had some success when he's had games where he's able to get 18, 19, 20 carries, but the last two years in total, I don't think he has looked as strong of a rusher in general as he did the previous two years. So I do have some concerns about whether or not we're going to see him in this true expanded role for a full season be able to re- replicate the production they were getting from Dalvin Cook. Uh, Dwayne McBride now becomes a really interesting uh, depth option there as well, the rookie out of UAB. But uh, this kind of seems inevitable. Uh, we've been talking about this Dalvin Cook move for months and months and months now, and, and I'm glad we're, we're finally 
not at a resolution, but really close to the final resolution here, which is figuring out what team he's going to end up actually playing for in 2023. I think Dalvin Cook signing with the Miami Dolphins would be a move that would make Miami marginally better. It would be a move on the margins that I think would put them they would be better than they were the day before when they hadn't signed Dalvin Cook is the way that I'm phrasing this. And I think in a division that is so close with the Bills, the Jets are going to be close if Aaron Rodgers is healthy for 17 games. It might be a move on the margins that helps you win a division. It might not be splashy. Yeah. Dalvin Cook might not get the workload that he got in Minnesota You know, the last couple of years. I mean, Jamie, do you know that the last two seasons, he played 17 games last year, the first time he had played in 17 games. But each of, the last, each of the last two seasons, 1,100 yards on the ground for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, and, Is he going to get that in, in this structure of offense? No, but he does make them better, and that might be enough to help them win the division. And as I thought about this more, you mentioned a move on the margins, and that's what it is now. But let's fast forward to October, and let's say where he Mostert's hurt. Right now, it's not a move Mostert on the and Wilson are hurt. Now, right. all of a sudden, that's a move that keeps you not, not want to say keeps you afloat. That that's over exaggerating, but it, it keeps you afloat at the position. Yes, uh, and and is a really key element. So, I mean, why not? There's there's uh, and it's also not like he's really declining yet. I know there's some concerns about the, the Vikings didn't want to pay him so much and didn't want this cap hit. But in terms of on-field production, to your point, Chris, this is not an Ezekiel Elliott situation where it's like, okay, we've had a few years of declining production now. We're a little worried about what he's got left in the tank. There's no no reason to be worried about what he has left in the tank, particularly if you can get him on a value deal, which it seems like anybody that's going to sign him is going to get him at a value deal right now. And honestly, the only reason why he hasn't been traded yet is because of, of his cap hit. This was not about what Dalvin Cook could provide to the to the Minnesota Vikings in 2023. It was absolutely about the $15.6 million cap hit in 2024 and the $14.5 million cap hit in 2025 that the Vikings wanted desperately to get away from clearly by making this move. And for me, you just got to look at the numbers. Now, yes, that running backs, ultimately, sometimes they hit, a, they hit a cliff, they hit a wall and and then it's a steep drop off after that. But again, the guy rushed for 1,100 yards each of the last two seasons and played in a full game, a full season's worth of games last yeah. year for the first time uh, in his career and got 72% of the snaps on offense. So, what again, is he, 27? He is 20. I think he's going to be 28, or he is 28, 28 according to overthecap.com. So, still, I, I still think he got at least two years of Dalvin Cook being a productive uh, member of the team for you, a member of a team for you. And if you can sign him to a different deal than what would you then what would you would have gotten for him if you traded for him and having to pay him in 2024 and 2025 because yep. I think those cap numbers will come in way lower than that um it's probably going to be good value uh, I would not rule out the Dallas Cowboys um to help with, I think they make a lot of sense with Tony Pollard um, I think they make a lot of sense. Two other teams that I would just say keep an eye on, the Bengals, if they get rid of Joe Mixon, although I would worry about the timing of that, they would have to make those moves somewhat simultaneously in order to yeah. kind of make it work. But they'd be a team to keep an eye on. And there's been a report floated, so I'll throw them in there. The Jets are a team to keep an eye on as well. They just are. Uh, so those would be the yeah, three we, teams. We know how you would feel about that. Yeah, so the rant would be, already, would be absurd. Commented on yeah, that. the rant would be absurd. Uh, Dallas, all those teams you mentioned, Dallas makes a ton of sense to me. Um, I'm still not convinced Cincinnati's moving away from Mixon. Um, I, I thought they would by now, right? And so that's kind yeah, of what's, like what's giving me it. pause. So, uh, I mean, if so, again, if some, again, anything can happen at this point, but I feel like there's been no sense of urgency or no really even smoke about it in recent weeks coming out of Cincinnati. So um, I know all the smoke is right now in the eastern part of the United States anyway. But You like, can't that's make not a joke the, like that. Why can't I? People are dealing with, you know, respiratory issues from the air. That's kind of mean. It's not my problem. Okay, well, well hold on. I didn't, start, I... I didn't start the fire. No, and neither did we, Billy Joel. Chris, 
I was going to say, we didn't start. The I beat you to it. I got you there. I had your back on that one. All right. Takes on takes here on the show. We start with a couple takes from our good friend Bailey. Uh, take number one for us here. Take three NFC North teams will be top 10 in team rushing play percentage. The Lions will be in more favorable scripts. The Packers most proven players on offense are the two running backs. And the Bears have a dual threat quarterback, which tends to put you there. Okay. okay. So there's two parts of this that a we need to discuss. A lot of math I have like, to do here. We, we first need to discuss, do we agree with what how he feels about those three teams? And then we have to ask ourselves, he said top eight. Can we find six other teams that we like more than those three teams? Okay. That's what we have to so, do. So, okay. I agree in some levels and I disagree in some levels. My, my, my thought is, is I could absolutely see two of those three teams finishing in the top eight. Are the I two the Bears and the Packers? Yes. I think the Lions are going to throw it more than people think they are. I think they are as well. So if I just want to go back to my handy-dandy projections, even Please. though this is not a, this is not a show. Um, and this is not a rate, so I'd have to figure this out. But right now, I have the I think I have the Bears probably leading the league in rushing rate um, just based off my eyeball test right now. Um, and then I have the Packers – not leading, but like really close to not quite 50 50, but pretty close. Um, so I could see, like, right now I have them rushing. This is just volume and total, so it doesn't yep. count rate. Uh, I have them rushing the 10th most okay. uh, in the NFL this year. So I think those are both within the realm of possibility. I do not have that for Detroit. I have Detroit throwing it nearly thir- uh, 34 times a game and running at 27. Like, okay. I think I don't think they're going to have any significant numbers there. I've got some percentages for you. I did some research okay. while you were reading those projections, so I heard nothing of what you said, but I'm sure it sounded lovely. Uh, yeah, you, you, I'm, it, one in or out the other anyway, so yeah. I got it. The top cool. eight in rushing play percentage last year were as follows. Okay. And I think it's important to look at these teams that were in the top eight and ask ourselves, are any of these teams going to be repeats? And then okay. we can kind of add I'll in the that. other teams in the NFC and the NFC uh, North. Proceed. Chicago number one at fifty six point one nine. Yes, but please tell me more about how the Bears are going to have a prolific passing offense in twenty twenty three. R e p e a t. The Atlanta Falcons second fifty five point two nine percent of the time. Yes. This one's interesting. Baltimore fifty point one eight. No. So okay, no. this is interesting. We're in the weeds. It's what takes on takes is about. How much of a difference do you think they'll be? Okay, um, I am going to have them just carry the one. I have I just asked them you to do math. I know that that's probably a bad rushing idea. around 43%, I believe. Okay, 43% of the time would put them f- uh, 14th or 15th on this list. Yeah, from and last that, year. That sounds about right. Okay. So that's the so dramatic they're out. Uh Philadelphia, 49.74% of the time. Maybe. Yes, I okay. think they'll be back there. Carolina, 49.49% of the time. Uh, they could be. I have them at 48.7. That would be in the top eight. If they, if they did it again, that would have been the top eight last yeah. year as well. Can I, I wonder if I can just do an equation on my spreadsheet to just give me. Is this really the time that you're going to want to do that? Probably not. You right, probably should. Probably, did you, I should. Well, I didn't, know it, I didn't know this was a take. All right. I mean, do you want to do this? Go ahead. No, I'll, I'll no, let you no, sit no, here. Just, just, no, you wanna, no. No, you don't want to do this? No. Okay. Uh, maybe. 
All right, Jamie broke the show. He was doing a spreadsheet, and he completely his camera cut out. We had a, I, a, I hit sort like, and everything. Just everything broke. just broke. But he does have the numbers for us, and we were discussing the Tennessee Titans at forty nine point oh nine percent. Jamie, I think that number goes up. Worst ranked offensive line, in my opinion, from a year ago. So I think it's going to be tough okay. um, for them to throw the ball effectively. They don't have a great receiver core. They don't have a great tight end. Great. They're going to run the ball with Derek Henry a ton. Okay, so now I have my percentages. So let's go back to the beginning of this list, and I will tell you where they rank for me okay. in rushing. Percentage. Chicago, 56.19 was first last year. No, number one for me again this year. Atlanta, 55.29. Number four for okay. me. Uh, Baltimore, 50.18. They are down at 23. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia, 49.74. Number three. Okay. Uh, Carolina, 49.49. At eight. Just okay. at eight. They snuck in there. Tennessee, 49.09. Number two. Okay. San Francisco, 48.65. Number five. Cleveland, 47.67. Number six. So seven of the teams that were in the top eight a year ago, you have them back in there this year. So and there's you know one spot. The there's and one you know spot. The, is it the Packers? Spot for me? It is. The yeah. I, coming at number seven for me. And and teams directly behind teams directly outside the top eight that I think could have made a case like and their percentages yeah. are close Dallas Washington and the Giants basically everybody else in the NFC uh, East. well yeah the actually right, uh, next two on my list nine and ten are Giants and, and Commanders okay who were there last so, year so um and then so to the point earlier Detroit came in at eighteen for me Detroit was so, fourteen last year so you yeah. don't have so them dropping I, down that I, far but. I, I will buy that two of them, but no, I, I do not buy that. I, I know Detroit's going to have more, but I think they're going to. There's going to be more short passing game involved than anything else. Like I still think they're not going to be a top eight team, because like last year. So what, what was the eighth team for you? Like what was the percentage? Forty-seven point six seven. Okay, so I, I have it at forty-eight point seven as my eight right now. So that would have been that would have been seven. That was San Francisco at forty-eight point six five. So okay. you're right there. Your numbers so are I, close. But I, I don't see Detroit getting there. I see Detroit hanging around 45 percent. And Detroit was at 43.96 a year ago. Okay. So you so actually have them that, running a little right. bit more than they did I last do. year and still not getting in there. Correct. Um, all right. Bailey has another take for us. Take the AFC North will have the best fourth place team record this season. Was the NFC East with the 8-8-1 eight, eight, and one commanders last year? Okay. So the right. AFC North. So we're going to say either the Browns or the Steelers are going to have, because I'm just going to spoiler, I think the Bengals and Ravens did two best wow. teams. It's a hot um, take. So the Browns are the Steelers. So who else could finish fourth? Let's do the rest of this. So the AFC West, we expect what the Raiders to finish the, fourth. The Raiders are going to be pretty bad. Okay, I think they're going to be worse than either Pittsburgh or. Clemson. They're going to win like AFC five West games or South. six games. Yeah. Um, the AFC South, LOL. Um, the AFC East. I mean, if it's New pi- England or it's the Jets. Stop it, Chris. I saw. I just watched Bill Barnwell go on TV two days ago. And say yes. that the Jets are the worst team in the division. It's not an un. It's not an unpopular opinion in the space. I I don't agree no, with no, it. It's it's a, it's a wrong opinion. But well, it's it's it's, it's out there well, that people think well, that the Patriots works for ESPN, are, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Okay, of course. ESPN is lives in Patriots country, so I'm just letting are. you know that it, it is out there that the Jets are. Uh, that some people think the Jets are the worst team in that division. All right, I'm going to time out. Okay, we're going to side the bar. And I know this is not your point, so I'm, I'm not I'm not trying to have you defend it. What areas of the football team are, are New England better than on paper right now than the New York Jets? All right, you've put me in this blender now where I have to come to the defense of the. I can tell uh, you. And, and, I can actually. Uh, well, we can. I, well, we have, have some. I know you haven't got to all the defenses. No, stuff. but we can do this on offense but, for sure. We can do I it on want, offense. And I'm not asking you to defend it. I'm asking you. I'm trying to figure out wh- where the difference is. is 
in that what the argument is. I'm trying to figure out what elements of what. And again, I'm not a, as much as I really want to be because you know I'm from New York and I hate everything Boston. I'm not a Patriots hater. I'm not a Belichick hater. I wasn't a Brady hater. Agreed. But I but I don't. I I look at these two teams and I and I have a hard time believing that they are as currently constructed, barring major injuries. Within three games of each other. So the uh, the only place on offense where the Jets ranked lower than the Patriots was offensive line. Okay. And the, that's Patriots, fair. the Patriots were 18th and the Jets were 26th for me. Yeah. And that's, I, and that's fair. But, but, a, but the, the Patriots have a better offensive line, but they don't have an elite offensive line. No. So and and all the other areas on offense I would give to the Jets. Are we going to yeah. sit up here and say the Jets cornerback room is going to be worse than the Patriots? No. No. You may, te- strength New England, you may tell me that New England's linebacking core is better than the Jets, and I'd give that to you. But okay. Okay. I think the pass rush is Matt Judon is still a thing. Um, yeah, but beyond Qu- him, Quinn and I mean, Williams. Uche, Uche, I mean, Uche, Uche, like, but like these are all small differences. I, I think the Jets have a much better quarterback, a much better wide receiver room. Um, I, I think they are a better cornerback room. Like, I just oh no, I agree. On paper, I think they're the they're. I, I think I on paper they're the second best team in the division. Yeah, I, I just I, I that's it's a weird take, but okay, let's, let's get back to the question. But that's that's my take on Barnwell. Okay, so we've got New England that we want to put in contention here. Oh yeah, we have all two teams. So, okay, so New England's the only one in contention in the, in the AFC. I mean, the NFC, LOL South. We're going to ignore that. NFC East, it's Washington again. It could NFC. be the Giants. The Giants could have. Let's just make it very clear, folks. The Giants could have a regression and win like seven or eight games, and that could okay that could put fine. them in the mix here. Um, and then the NFC North will be somebody bad. And the NFC the West, NFC LOL. West is, yeah, it's good. Cardinals, Cardinals or Lions. Or Cardinals, or Cardinals or Rams. Yeah. So we're really, so right now we're debating between the Browns, Steelers, the Browns, Steelers, Patriots, the, the Patriots, and, and then, then the, the NFC East Commanders. I'm going to buy this take because I think both the, the Browns Commanders and Steelers are going to take are, a step back this year, I think. Well, yeah, you hate Sam Howell. It's not that I. It's no, you it's, hate him. It's not that I hate Sam Howell. Hate I just got a lot of questions about a lot of the other. The other. We'll see. We'll see. I'm doing it. Every you know, breath he takes offends you. That's not true. That's not true. I just have questions that I think are very reasonable um, questions to have for a guy who's played one game in the National Football League. But I, I do think both the Browns and, and the Steelers are, are 500 level teams. So yeah, I, I'd agree. I'm, with, well, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, go with that. The Steelers have to be 500. It's it's the it's the rules. They're legally obligated. Yeah, it's just it's the way Mike Tomlin coaches his team. Yes. Um, okay, we've got a trio of takes from Sam Teets. Would you oh, like? To do- I did see these. These are all college ones, right? Yeah. You, which door okay. do you want? Door number one, door number two, or door number three? Uh, let's just go. You know, let's go in order. I feel okay. like Sam is a linear thinker. Okay, door number one, and I did some research into this. I think there's a group that I would take over this one. Washington's top wide receiver pair of Jalen uh, McMillan and Romeo Adunzi is the second best yeah. in the nation, only behind Emeka Egbuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. at Ohio State. I have a team that I would like to nominate. Okay. Johnny Wilson and Keon Coleman at Florida State might give this a run. That was the first Mainly because Johnny Wilson is very, very good. Like, Johnny Wilson's amazing. They would be a team that I would throw in there. That was my first thought. Um, Jamie, on the other screen, I got depth charts for days for for college football. There's not another one that really stands out to me. There's really not. It's it's tough finding one that's got two, if you know what I mean. Right, like, you know, you got Brew McCoy at Tennessee, uh, whatever. Um, I'm looking at other, other teams here. That's it. That's all I got for you. I, I think yeah. I, I think these I think this is the this is the group. Those are the three teams that I would be willing to have a conversation about. Oh no no! What team was I looking at? Let me. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll find the team that I was looking at. 
Uh, LSU with Malik Neighbors. Neighbors and, and Hilton. Question mark? That would be the th- that would be the other one. Yeah. I, consider. I mean, Texas, maybe Texas Mitchell and uh, and worthy. OK, hold on. I got to go down to Texas here. So I want to see the whole room. They're in the tees. Yeah, but they got Quinn Ewers throwing them the ball, you know, that's true. I mean, UTSA has got like a low key good one. Yo, too. Shout out to UTSA. They got a quarterback that I haven't gotten a chance to watch yet. Frank yeah. Harris. But Cephas and Clark, I like. But I don't think I would put any of those other ones that we've discussed over the Washington duo. Yeah. So uh, I think Ohio State is for sure. Washington Florida and Florida State, State would, be the, would be the two that I would consider for the second spot. Yeah. But no, I think overall, I think it's a good take because I, I, take. I'm not super confident in FSU. So uh, being better than those two, I think Odunzi is really good. Door number two. Okay. Take even with checks notes, Kyle McCord at quarterback, Ohio State will win the Big Ten this year. I mean, you know, Sam, I'm just, I mean, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do, the, I'll do the bit on the show. I'm not, I'm not there yet with college teams. I'll get there at some point. It's not but that I'm not there. I'm, no, I, I've, like, I'll, I'll admit I'm not there yet. They're not the best team in the Big Ten, but they're also Ohio State. Like <laughs> this is like this team doesn't have a bad. This team doesn't have bad years, and odds are we're going to come down to that. What if a Thanksgiving week game? I guess it said Thanksgiving Saturday. Um, we, we don't have a name for that. We've got Thanksgiving Thursday, we've got Black Friday, and we got nothing for the Saturday. But the th- Saturday after Thanksgiving is the game at the is in Michigan. Is Penn State supposed to be good this year? That's what they're saying. Okay. It's but it's like it, it, But it's Penn State. You always have you always go into it with this, you know, you're a little worried. Yeah. I think and, and I look, think the default I, position should be Ohio State's gonna win the Big Ten, right? That's gotta be the default position that we It's take usually the, the default Michigan. I think Michigan's a better team, but it's Ohio State. It's going to come down to that November twenty fifth game. But no, I, I'm not. I'm not going to have them winning the Big Ten. I'm not preseason prediction wise. I'm not going to have Ohio State winning the Big Ten. Maybe we'll do that show in the summertime. Um, yeah. the, the, door number three. The Miami Hurricanes will lead all Florida Power Five programs in wins this season. Just so disrespectful uh, to Florida State. Sell. I like, and I, I, it's not that I don't like what Miami's got. I, I'm really high on Florida State this year. I know they're like one of the most bet on unders. Yeah, and that's. Uh, but I don't really care. I think Florida State has a Heisman quarterback. We yep. just talked about their receiving core. I like their backfield. Um, Miami's defense, I think, is probably better. I have to do a little bit more research on the defensive side of the ball. I'm still into the offensive guys right now uh, on the college side. But um, although I know Miami's got a safety that's really freaking good. Uh, I'm in on Florida State being our answer here. But I'm in a Florida State. Yeah. I'm not uh, thinking about it. Nobody else there in Florida gets gets that for me. Take from our guy, Raul, who says, not sure if this has already been read by you guys. And I don't know if we did it either. So if we do it again, sure, no problem. Take all three quarterbacks drafted in the no, first round. Didn't. Drafted in the first round this year. Will at some point in their careers win league MVP? I will say. I think he, I think he dropped this in takes on takes like right after the draft. I'm not even. Yeah. Like, I, think I right will sell this take. Give me the field. So sorry, read this to me again. What, what is All the, three QBs drafted in the first round, Stroud, Young, and Richardson. Yes. Will at some point in their careers win league MVP? Sell. Oh, no, no chance. Sell. No chance. no chance. Just just statistically speaking. Yeah, statistically, I just I'm just gonna say extremely unlikely. 
it's it's extremely unlikely for one of them to win league MVP. That's a, that's a better question is over under 0.5 MVP. I'll take the over because I think Richardson will do enough to be able to get one. My column. He would be the player that I would pick. Maybe. You're pontificating that you are I'm just trying, trying to, to debate like how, me ma- how, how many mobile first quarterbacks. Beside, so Lamar is one MVP. I mean, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts. Did Michael Vick win one with the Eagles? Did I don't Cam think Newton, he did. Did Cam Newton win one? Cam had to have won one. Uh, yeah, NFL MVPs. And Cam's a good example just because Cam Cam had – I mean, I, I, well, actually, all those guys have the arm. But I think Richardson is more arm talent than – Oh, I mean, uh, definitely has more arm talent than Hurts. We're, we're a bunch of goofs. We're a bunch of goofs. Mahomes won the MVP last year, not Jalen Hurts. We're a bunch of goofs. Uh, oh, Lam- yeah. Duh. Lamar, Cam – yeah. The list ends I, there for us, Jamie. Yeah, because I'm just saying, because I feel like voters still are going to look at passing yards and passing touchdowns first more often than but not. But I think Richardson can do enough in that regard. He can. He's got, he's got a, I mean, again, I, I don't, I'm saying rush first because that, that's what his, that's what his spectacular trade is. Hold but on. he's got a hell of an arm. Um, so on. I guess, I mean, Cam Newton's the apt comparison of a guy that could do it all. This guy threw for 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, seven interceptions. It was in 2003. No, this guy doesn't. This guy didn't run a lot either. Talk about like what Dante Culpepper? No, Steve McNair. Steve McNair. When he won the MVP in 2003. I was just looking at players who I who I thought were a little bit more mobile. Like I got Peyton Manning in here, not not known for being mobile. Well, yeah, and and it's and it's mostly of like. We have when you talk about these awards and you hear it a lot is what are the voters going to vote for? Sure, because it's there's not like an there's not like a BCS formula that goes into making. Uh, you Bring know, back the BCS, games. I say. Uh, I I'm cool. Uh, to me, I think that I I think now that we have a playoff, I think I'm cool with the BCS setting the playoff. The 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 take the college football college football deciding that they needed to go to a playoff committee instead of just expanding to four or six or eight teams with the BCS. The BCS right. for the playoff. It was biggest their biggest mistake. Instead of we doing what they the did, playoff, not the committee. Right. Like just just change just change what you did. Just expand the number of teams. I hope that the uh I wonder how the new NCAA game is going to handle selecting playoffs. Like are you they see the new, Ma- like you see the new Madden game? You see the you see I, I did not you see? Oh, you didn't see all the new features? I did not. I br- am so far. They're bringing out. back. They're bringing back combine. They're bringing back yeah, mini I'll games to franchise. It, I'll believe it when I see it. They're, I'll believe it all. You're going to be I able to it. restructure contracts and free agency. I'll believe it all works okay. when I see it. All right. I have been very disappointed for That's many fair. years with that franchise. It's a make or break year for them, apparently. So they say. That's what they say. So let's see if they act like it for a change. Uh, our our last take here from our good That's friend. My Pete, take. Our EA good Sports. friend Petey picks take. Both Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins sign with AFC West teams. So Cook to the Broncos and Hopkins to the Chiefs is what he's saying here. Okay. Hopkins to the Chiefs is real. Uh, Jamie, if DeAndre Hopkins goes to the Tennessee Titans, what what are we going to do? No, Titans are not in the West. No, are you saying in general? Because I'm just saying in general. Took a left turn. I did. Sorry. Let me hold on. I'll use one. I'll burn one. Time out. Okay. Thank you. If he goes, if he goes to the Tennessee Titans, what are we even doing? It better be for a lot of money. Like if you're going to go lose, at least they don't have. What kind of cap space do they have? They don't have. They can't void years and stuff. They want to. They can give them big money. They only have seven. They only have eight million in cap space. That's fine. Eight million in cap space is enough for them to get creative with dollars. 
Um, Creative. They've got 57 holes on that roster, and there's only 53 people that they dress up on Sundays. Well, then they can't have 57 holes. Well, that's exactly the problem. That's how bad it is in Tennessee. That's a lot of holes. They that's got a couple ba- people. That's how bad it is down there. Also, somewhere Kevin Byard's like, yeah, I'm still taking, still want me to take a pay cut? Um, one that would like Hopkins going to the Titans is is very much the most boring result and would feel like Julio Jones part two uh, doing that. Um, DeAndre Hopkins going to the Chiefs is a, it would be a lot more fun, uh, not for everybody else in the league, but for for Hopkins and, and Mahomes. I'm gonna sell this because I I'll be honest with you, dude. I don't got a freaking clue where DeAndre Hopkins is going. He's the he's the part of this equation that I'm having trouble with. I got no idea, and I think just because Dalvin Cook has a decent chance not to go there, and I have no idea about Hopkins, I'm going right. to take the field, the field right. over the AFC West here. But, um, I, I mean, there's some other possible. You know what? The other possibility we haven't discussed and has nothing to do with Hopkins, so I'm going to just re- make put us back in the Dalvin Cook. Train. Sure. What if the Raiders just can't get something done with Josh Jacobs? Are you? You're, you're joking. This is you're trolling now. You're you're just trolling the show. Is what you're doing. You're, are you trolling the show by making that statement? No, why? What, what, this what is exactly I what I said when I said when I told everybody and I screamed from the mountaintops that they should just draft Bijan. I said, well, you, you, just because you franchise tag Josh Jacobs doesn't mean that he's going to sign. What if you can't? Ex- literally, what I said because you said it was a you said it was a dumb idea. You, Jamie Eisner, your name's down here. To, no, 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 no. I was the first one to mock. Bijan right, in but it was before that was the before Raiders. they put the franchise tag on him, and then they put the franchise yes, tag on him, and then you cowardly were like, "Nope, they're not going to do it." And I, no, I picked, said they're not going to do it, and they didn't. I picked up the didn't torch, they? and I said, "No, they should still do it. It still makes sense for fifty-seven reasons." And now here we are, June 9th. You've now gone a complete three hundred and sixty. You're right back where I was three months ago. Unbelievable. My take is that your take is wrong. I mean, but imagine if they can't get something done with Josh Jacobs. It'd be I pretty mean, wild. Yeah, it would. Because that that adds I mean they can't they can't trade him, right? No, he's technically not under contract. So he would have to he would have to do the Le'Veon Bell. He'd have to sit out of here. So no, yeah, or 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 just some sort of agreement of like sign the tag and get traded. But like no, he's not play under No, the they tag. can't do that, right? If he signs the tag, I think he's committed to them for the year. I don't think they can trade him. I think they can. I have to double check. Hold on. I, I'm working on it. If I could find. But, but, but obviously, but then like he can't do a new deal. Like he just, he's going to get play under the tag, but just for a different team, which I don't think he wants, which again, I don't think is the wants to do. You know what I mean? Because if like you're not going to play under the tag for the Raiders, I don't see wanting to play under the tag somewhere else. All right, we, we've now Googled franchise tag rules to see what we've got going on. Yeah, I got, double check. Yep, I'm pretty sure you can you can trade a player on the franchise tag. I'm just I'm just checking. I I don't can. I just want to I just want to know if you can trade a player under the franchise tag. That's what I want. Yes, know. you can. You can per, so you, per CBS Sports. That's a good source. So you can still so, trade him. Yes. Okay. But but the point is is like if he's wants a new deal. And it seems like he's like, hey, I want to get paid and not have to put another year's worth of touches on my body before I get paid. 
Why does it matter where the touches are? This, you know this what I mean? Ex- like this I- is exactly what happened with Devontae Adams, according to the story that I'm that I'm reading. He was tagged in 2022. There there are things that just fall into just a deep time sink for me, and I just don't remember yeah. that they occurred. I cannot rem- I cannot remember sitting here right now doing the show that Devontae Adams got franchise tagged. I can tell you he got traded to the Raiders because I remember where yeah. I was when that happened, but I do not remember this part of the story. Yeah. So he was tagged so in 2022. It- and he threatened to to sit out if he didn't receive an extension or traded, and then he was dealt to the Raiders. Yeah. Okay. So you, you can do it. You, you can do it. I think uh, you know what it is, Jamie. I think it's if they don't come to an agreement by the deadline to sign the tag, which comes up in the summer, yeah. then they then then it's stuck. Yeah. You're stuck in mud for the year. Yeah. That's what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we got there. We got there. Yeah. Uh, that is uh, the, that is it. That is it for all the takes here on the show to close out the week. Uh, another great week here on the Prospects and Props podcast. We've got another fun one for you next week. Running backs next up for us, uh, for part of the projection series for next week. We got the news and notes show on Monday. We got takes on takes next Friday as well. You can drop all those takes in the takes on takes channel of the TDM Premium Discord. You can tweet them at us. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Chris Schubert underscore. You can follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. We appreciate everybody rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast, joining us here on this journey. You can see us on the YouTube side of things for the video version of the show. Jamie, for the second consecutive day, has burned one of his timeouts. Why he saves him? He burns one here during the I outro. Burned one here. Second one. Uh, Chris, you told a lie. Two tweets and a lie. News and note. Yeah, we don't have news and notes. On Are that. we going right into running backs? We have three parts. We have a four-part running back series. I, I just we thought it was three. three. I, I, for, I forgot no, it was four. We've got three different, and we're going to do the same thing with wide receivers the following week. It's three different breakdowns because we're going to go into like 60-plus running backs uh, and then our sleepers episode. So no, My, I mean, if there are news and notes, we'll, sneak we'll it in. touch on them, but, but it's no, not going to be a whole news and notes show. It's going to be heavy. It's going to be running back week here. Uh, on prospects and props. My sincerest apologies. It is running back week next week on the show. Four episodes of running backs and takes on takes. You can still do all the things I just said about takes on takes. You can yeah, still please. do all the things about rating, reviewing, subscribing to the podcast, sharing the podcast, seeing us on the YouTube side of things. We drop those videos as YouTube premieres each and every day. So you, can, you get those as well. You can still do all of that stuff. You can also have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the time off. Enjoy whatever you're doing this weekend. And you can come back and see us on Monday when we are going to start running back week here on the show. So everybody, have a great rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.